once you figure out what it is you want, you have to stay really focused on it because right. everyone's got a different idea. Everyone's yeah. got like a different way that they're being successful or something that's working for them. And you certainly want to pay attention to that and listen. Mm -hmm. But if you ping pong around constantly with everyone else's ideas, right. like you don't kind of get anywhere. Hi, and welcome to the episode five of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. This week, we are sponsored by 360 Home Inspections, and today's guest is Kim wright Several of The Right Group. Kim is a team leader of The Right Group, powered by Keller Williams Richmond West, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to come in and talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this is fun. Um, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can't see the entourage that accompanies Kim everywhere she goes because of how <laughs> important she is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but a few things that we want to talk about. Um, Kim's been in real estate for how many years? Uh Seven. seven. I'm going to look to Britt. He's over that in the corner. Right. I'm like, seven years, right? That's right. Um, so let's talk about the transition into real estate from, I don't even know what you did prior to real estate. So what, what did that look like and why did you make that transition? Yeah. So I had been in sales for a while. I'd been in direct sales for mm -hmm. about 12 years with Southern Living at Home. And that was kind of one of my first experiences. Well, actually, this is my second experience in sales. I sold knives in college. Weird, nice. right? Nice. Cutco knives, <laughs> which we actually give to our clients now. And that was my first experience in sales. And I might have done really well in there because I had kind of a great population. I just called on my parents' friends and they all bought a whole pack of knives from me. That's so right. I thought I was a great salesperson. Yeah. But truthfully, it kind of could have just been the population. But um, so that was my first experience in sales. And I did the direct sales for 12 years and grew a team of like 500 women, just really loved working with women, loved yeah. kind of, it was a company that was all about like kind of giving a hand up. So like once you figured out what, how to be successful, then you just helped others do the yeah. same. So I really loved that part of it. And I had a couple of my agent, a couple of consultants on my team who became realtors and they were like, mm. Oh, if you ever want to do real estate, you know, you should totally do it. <laughs> and one of them was at Keller Williams. Nice. And she's like, this is so much like Southern living at home, like the whole feel of it, the atmosphere, yeah. the, so I kind of already knew that if I did real estate, like that's where I would go. Right. And so, um, I sold that business, took like two years off, became a yoga teacher. <laughs> Travel the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, I should have, um, but no, but I did, I became a, a Bikram hot yoga teacher. I did that for like two years. It was super fun. There's like no money in it, right. <laughs> but it's really, it was a great experience. And then I kind of was itching to get back to work. Right. So I got my license, had a terrible first year. So for anyone who's kind of wanting to get started thinking that like, you know, every, there's a lot of people that kind of jump out of the gates and just do amazing. Yeah. That was not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me at all. It took me like an entire year to cap. I think it took me six months even to have one piece of business. Right. It was really slow. Right really hard. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, I think they get hung up when you start anything, uh, whether it's real estate or, or whatever in business, because you, you see other people become successful quickly. Uh, and, and you start, you know, doubting yourself versus, uh, comparing yourself to, you know, yeah, real <laughs> estate's tough for that. Yeah. Like not supposed to move, but yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like blinders like this are yeah, so important. Absolutely like really in any business, like once you figure out what it is you want, you have to stay really focused on it because right. everyone's got a different idea. Everyone's yeah. got like a different way that they're being successful or something that's working for them. And 
you certainly want to pay attention to that and listen. Mm-hmm. But if you ping pong around constantly with everyone else's ideas, right? Like you don't kind of get anywhere. So did you think about quitting that first year? No. How come? I just don't quit things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and what turned it around? Like from the first year to the second year, what changed? Um, so I started getting traction. So real estate's a kind of business that there's some business that's quick. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of business that I like as much. So right. I'm not a big for sale by owner, expired listings. Like right, I'm right. more sphere of influence, referrals, genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's how I build my business. So that takes longer to build. And you don't get kind of like, oh, I want to sell my house today. Right, right. You get those occasionally, but not enough to build an entire year of business. So it just takes time to build that kind of business. Makes sense. Absolutely. So you started as a solo agent? I did. So you didn't join a team or anything out the gate. And um, then at some point you decided with the great idea that you wanted to start a team, right? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I'm like, so I kind of got to the point in my business where I wasn't really enjoying or doing a good job of it. Like I mm-hmm. was great in sales. Like I was the number one agent in units and volume in mm-hmm. my office. Um, but I didn't always feel good about kind of some of the things on the back end, like if a client wanted something and maybe wasn't as quick to respond as I wanted to be, or there was just things that I knew I wanted to do in my business and I literally didn't have time for it, right? Because I'm running around doing the immediate things like home inspections and taking buyers out to look at homes and getting listings online and calling agents back and getting, you know, feedback about a house or working through a contract. I mean, whatever it was, I was busy doing the real estate. So I didn't have time to kind of, change a system or a process right. or so that's when I brought Brit Brittany on. And so, um, that took like eight months to find her. Yeah. yeah. She was hard to find. She was hard to find. Yeah. And I spent, <laughs> and before Brittany, I had hired a lot of other people just for projects, like along the way, like, yeah. okay, this person's just going to help me with listings or this person's just going to help me plan some events. So I kind of took that approach mm-hmm. to start. It was just like pay as I go. And then I committed to a full-time employee, which like that makes you kind of stop and like, yeah, yeah. Then you start <laughs> looking like where'd all my money go. Right. Well, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things where you all of a sudden are committing to support somebody else yeah. full time. It's not just you anymore. Right. So, so you really got to analyze everything. Yeah. Know? So that was like the, that was the first step for me in building a team. I know a lot of people think about building a team as in bringing on agents. That's really not where you start your team. Right. Well, and they, and there's, there's a lot of truth in that. Like, Cause I was in the same boat, you know, I was too busy doing inspections. Um, most times six to seven days a week. And it's the whole working in your business and not on your business. You know, right. you know what you want to do. There's other things like, you know, podcasting that you want to get uh, involved in. Uh, you want to build something great, but a lot of times you're stuck working in your business, not on your business. And it becomes very hard, you know, that, um, so a lot of times people will say that the first person you should hire is like a marketing person or something like that. But when you're busy already, well, I don't need more business, right? I need support, you know, I need that support system. So that's, yeah, I, I think for agents and that's, I think one of the reasons I love KW is that trying to figure out like, what is the right process? Like, yeah. What do I do? They kind of spell it all out for you, who you should right, hire first, right. how you should hire them, that whole process. I just kind of, you know, so, yeah, so <laughs> I don't always like to follow directions. 
<laughs> and so like I might not have followed the KWA to start. Right. And I think that's pretty typical for most of us. Like we're Absolutely. kind of like want to be, that's why we're entrepreneurial, right? We want right. to kind of figure things out ourselves right. a little bit. But so hiring like an admin or a TC, that was like transaction transaction coordinator. Like I already had a transaction coordinator in place. So when I hired Brittany, she was doing all the back end, like database sorts of things, any kind of social media, anything that had nothing to do mm. with like the client. Mm -hmm. She did all that. And there's a right. lot of that to do. There is. Yeah, yeah, a lot. And really, if you're wanting to grow a team, if you add a, a salesperson, you need to always add an admin. And that's one lesson we've learned. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. we're even. We have three agents. We have three admin. Nice. And that feels right. Nice. Um, nice. And we've had to kind of fix that. So Brittany and I kind of were together about two years she kind of became more my business partner, like every decision I make, which it's mm. so nice to have that like different mind. She's like the opposite of me. Mm. So I'm more of really direct, super right. friendly, gregarious. <laughs> she's friendly too, but like she's very, she's, and I'm like, wait a minute. But no, but she's more of like steady and precise and detail oriented. Yeah. Like all the things I don't like to do. Right, right. <laughs> and so I have like zero steadiness to me. So she, um, so she brought that to the table. So when we would talk through an idea, like I would look at it from one way, she would look at it from another, mm. and it just made this like great combo. Yeah. So once we kind of like figured that out, the two of us for about two years, then we're kind of scratching our head. There were a couple of agents in the office who kept asking us if we wanted team members. Right. So that's kind of really how we weren't like, oh, let's grow a team. People just kept asking us, like, are you going to? Can we be on your team? Mm. And so... Um, then we're like, maybe we should. Maybe we should bring one person on. Yeah. And so Brittany said, well, I think there's this person in the office that we should interview. And I was like, well, and I think there's someone we should interview. And we <laughs> talked to both of them and we we were like, well, we're going to take two people. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and so we did that. We had those two agents and Cindy being one of them, your uh -huh, wife, <laughs> uh -huh, yeah. who we love. And, yeah. um, and I already had a really great relationship with her. And I loved how steady and she's, you know, she's just a great compliment to me as a sales agent. You know, yeah. we're just different styles, which is really nice to be able to offer our clients like a different, just different personalities, fit different yeah, clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's great to have somebody to bounce those ideas off of, you know, because uh, it's, it's really easy uh, to be stuck on your own. And, you know, I, I don't know if you ever, I watched, you should watch a uh, house, you know, Dr. House on, on TV. And one time he fired his entire team and he walked around bouncing ideas off like the janitor, you know, <laughs> that, that's what he was doing. Like, you know, what do you think this could be? Oh, um, that, that's so true. So like we found, we did the team because we thought, okay, we figured this out. Like, could we teach other people mm -hmm. how they could figure out? It really wasn't like, oh, we have this sales goal we need to reach. And so we need more people to make that happen. It was kind of yeah. the other way around, like, okay, and it, I think it's that direct sales mentality for me of like, hey, these are all independent contractors. And if I figured it out, I can teach them. They'll do better. I love teaching other people. Right. And then by teaching other people, I'll just naturally, it, it makes me sharper yeah. and better, right? Like yeah. when you have to teach, I'm sure same for you, right? When yeah. you're training new inspectors, makes you get back on your game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you do all the things you're telling them yep. to do. So there's a little bit of accountability for me in that way when I'm teaching and then it's, it is just more fun. So we went through COVID as a team mm. and that hit pretty, we were, we were like a year into, the, was that the first year we, three months. Yeah. Three months into starting a team was COVID. And so that power of like 
us, we talked every day for like 15 minutes and it was more of like a sanity check-in. Like, how's <laughs> yeah. everyone doing today? Yeah. And it was nothing about real estate. And I don't know that we would have all gotten through like without each other. Right. Honest. That was really the power of the team to start that year. And we ended up selling a lot of houses still. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Very, yeah. And that's that, you know, when you're when you're talking about building a team and whatnot and just the real estate, real estate landscape in general, um, it's changed a lot in the last two years um, from prior to COVID. Um, it was a strong market. Then COVID happened. And then there was a, a short dip with the lockdowns because nobody knew what was going to happen. And then it just kind of took off from there. And so ever since then, it's, it's really changed, seems like, from month to month, you know, um, from – uh, lock of in inventory to your, how you present offers to how you, uh, sweeten those offers to waiving inspections, to waiving appraisals and all this other stuff. Um, and now we're going back to adding another wrench into it, which is, you know, inflation or uh, inflation and, and interest rates and whatnot. So when you're operating a team, a lot of that is managing your team's expectations and managing those emotions, right? Because now they're looking at it from a standpoint of what am I going to do? You know, well, what's, what's, you know, do I stick this out? Do I ride this storm out? So how do you, how do you operate the team and, and, in, in the changing landscape of real estate and, and kind of guide them through those hard times, uh, especially being locked in their house with their kids and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's like a, that's like a 12 series question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honest. Like there's so many things in there to unpack. So one is the emotions. So, and being a, a team of all women, we all tend to be pretty close on our team. Mm -hmm. And I think if you don't really care about your people and what's happening in their life, like, like why would you be in business together? So that's a huge part of our right. team is that kind of really knowing each other, knowing our own individual personal goals. So no matter what happens, in the real estate market, like our, our personal goals aren't changing. Right. right. And so that's like the real motivation, right? So why is somebody really working? They're not just working to sell houses. They're working for other things. Um, you know, and what are those things? And those motivations don't change. So I think as a team leader, knowing what my team is motivated by, why they do what they're doing, that doesn't change regardless of how tough real estate gets. Right. You know, so right. it's the same thing too as, it's the same thing we're going through with buyers right now. So, you know, buyers who interest rates are going up. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're, you know, they've made 10 offers and still don't have a house. Like, should they keep? Right. Well, they're just going to give up. Well, maybe, but there's a reason why they need to buy a house. That yeah. didn't change. Yeah. And so when you know that motivation and you can kind of remind people, there's reasons why. You know, when a family of four is squeezed into two bedrooms, mom is pulling her hair out because kids are sharing a room and there's no private space. Like, I don't care how frustrated they are with trying to find a house, right? That doesn't change. They're still going yeah. home to that two bedroom home every night. So yeah. like, I think it's just knowing what motivates people and, and really helping them, helping them solve that problem that they have. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing with the team. As far as the landscape of real estate, I mean, the whole time you were talking, all I could think was if I could count how many times people have said, wow, you must just be loving this market. <laughs> and I'm no. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because it's, you know, although we have had great sales and, and the market has been really great for sellers, it's been very challenging for yep. buyers. Yep. Our supply chain has been a massive issue. Mm -hmm. um, and so although people want to make moves, it, it has just been a different set of problems. And I feel like yeah. more problems, right? I don't know mm -hmm. how you're experiencing it 
and in, with inspections, which I know, well, actually I know you guys are, right? Because you're riding that wave with us, which is that you just have a different set of problems. And I feel like with COVID, yep. every business had 10 times more problems. Even though yeah. we might've had a lot of success, it came with a lot of stress. Nothing works the way it's supposed to mm -hmm. from the courthouse, from attorneys, um, title work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all of it, people's losing jobs last minute and then losing a loan yep. or, I mean, just so many issues that we just never faced before. So although, yes, it's been a great, you know, we've built our team really nicely over the past two years. It has been with 10 times yeah. the headache or the problems. Yeah. yeah, and absolutely. Because, you know, on our end, the longer this drags on being the seller's market that it is, the less upkeep sellers are doing to their homes. So that means inspections are taking longer. We're finding more things, you it's know, changing. it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can feel it, right? Yeah. Like so, you feel that little shift. You're like, what? Yeah. Only one offer on that house. Yeah. What? That one went under the asking yeah. price. You mean they actually, you know, got a landscaper in before the, you know, they I, actually got a contractor in before to fix the roof before the inspection, you know? Yeah. So um, it's, it's, I see it shifting. So, as an agent, where we see it shifting first is a lot of times in the higher end market yeah. and vacation homes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also seeing it shifting in outlying areas. So areas that are a little further out from the city center are always, um, you know, in a down market. Yeah. Those are going to be a lot slower. That And it's not like it's, I shouldn't say it sells slower. There's just a different sales cycle. Yeah. So, you know, in the city closer in, there might be a three or four day sales cycle out. It might be 30 days, right? So- in the past, and here's a difference in the market. In the past two years, the sales cycle has been three to four days for every market. Right. Like everything is just right. selling fast. Yeah. So if you look at like the number of homes that have actually sold, it's the same. It's not like we've, the market hasn't changed historically right. over the number of homes that are on the market. It's just, they're just all selling super fast. Right. So what's happening is that on the outskirts, further out of town, we're starting to see that market slow down again. Like, it, yeah. you know, so on the market over the weekend, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's still on the market. No one bought it over the weekend, right? And you're like, yeah. what? What's wrong with it? Nothing is wrong with it really, right? I think buyers, right, that's the first thought for a lot of people now, right? Oh yeah, is, absolutely, is right? It? Time on yeah. the market is a seller's, is not a seller's friend, right? Right. That is the buyer's friend. Right. So, um, but we have noticed several of our buyers going under contract, under the asking price, mm -hmm. full inspections, mm -hmm. full appraisals, so that is happening. Now, there's also neighborhoods because real estate's super hyper local. So there right. are neighborhoods that are still selling 100,000 over, mm -hmm. 10 offers, waiving right. inspection, waiving appraisal. Um, but again, that is in specific neighborhoods, but not across the board. Correct. Whereas like yeah. a couple months ago, it was across the board. So yeah. when you start to see that shift, yeah. you're like, it's coming. And that is, it's interest rates rising. I mean, People are being quoted now. I'm not a real, I'm not a lender. So like, but you know, I see their, their loans and they're like, you know, five and a half up mm -hmm. to 6% now. Now the Fed has said now they may not raise as much again. Yeah. Right. So they came out at the beginning of the year were like seven times. We're uh, all yeah, like, right? ah. yeah. but now they've said they may not, they may not raise them again. 
We'll, yeah. s- we'll see. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll see what they what they do. Um, no, those are all great points because it's it's definitely a shifting dynamic. It's a shifting uh, industry, um, and, and like I said, we've we've seen it. We've ridden the wave, and we've seen. It's easy for people on the outside to ask you those questions because we get asked that too. Like, man, you must be having a blast, you know, making money hand over fist in this market. Like, yeah, I haven't okay. done an inspection in months. Right, so. you know? <laughs> um, but but you ha- so here's what I love is that. We've just used you all in such a different way. Like it's flexed. Yeah. Right. So now we have you all come in and do pre-inspections for us, for yeah. our buyers before right. they even make an offer so they right. can waive the inspection. Right. Which I love. And then but, they get that protection. Yeah. But a lot of people, they just see that surface level, you know, media, which you see on, and of course, realtors and, and home inspectors alike and, and lenders, you know, you're only posting, you know, the good stuff that you see, but the, what you don't see is the fact that there's, you know, 6,000 agents in Richmond and, and you only see in the top 20% really thriving in this right. market to where the rest of them are, you know, and this is the other side that we get is showing up on, on an inspection and they've had, you know, two buyers, three buyers, four buyers, three of them's quit, um, because they're tired of looking, um, and then we get this, I really need this to go through. You know, we get those conversations from realtors because they're just That's dangerous. desperate, right? Um, because they haven't had a sale in, in six months, even though the market's hot per se. But when you have 20 offers, you got 19 going back home and trying again, yeah. you know? So I have, a, I have a strong opinion on that. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Let it fly. <laughs> so desperation, right? And yeah. a salesperson, it is like the death of your business. Yeah. So... If you don't put your client first and care about your client, you can't you can't have it be about you. And right. I do hear this a lot with agents. Um, and it's hard if you're really hungry. And I suggest when you're trying to build your business, don't be so hungry. Get another job. Yeah. <laughs> like feed right. yourself another way as you're growing your real estate business because your client absolutely has to come first. Yeah. And I've made many decisions along the way that were not good for me. Right. But they were good for the client. Right. And you always do that. And when you always do that, it gets seen yeah. over and over again. And people notice that. And that's what builds your business. That's Absolutely. what builds trust with your clients when you put them first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be one thing I would say for yeah. agents. And it is hard because it they is. they feel desperate. And if you start to feel desperate, I think that's when you need to do something else to make money. If you're not, if you're not mm-hmm. making the money you need in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. So with that mindset, then I, that that way of operating, which I think we operate in a very similar fashion, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's about the client, right? Um, it can cause us additional headaches, right? Um, for whatever reason, uh, but it's also more work, right? Because now you're invested. Anytime you invest into a client um, that way, it's it's more work, right? Because you're building a relationship, and it just takes more. Um, so with that being said, um, when you're building a team out and like you said, you and Brittany both had somebody in mind on who you wanted to bring on board. Uh, and since you started your team, you've had people come and go, uh, which is a natural part of growing a team and building a team. Uh, what is it you're looking for when you're trying to bring somebody on and whatnot? Um, because you want somebody that's going to be a reflection of you, right? Uh, when talking to other people, uh, me and Jeff uh, Zelensky's had this conversation, like no one's going to do an inspection like I do it, right? Uh, no one's going to do a uh, um, listing presentation or talk to a buyer like you do it. But when you bring somebody on under your brand, under your name, now you're depending on them to care as much as you 
and she represents you in a way. But at the end of the day, they have their own personality, right? They have their own way to do it. Uh, so, so what is it that you look for when you're talking about, Hey, you know, you have that conversation with Brett about, Hey, you know, maybe we should bring somebody on. What do you think about this person? You know, you think they'll fit? <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, uh, this is a good question. So, um, I think we've just been kind of like lucky. Yeah. Like people have kind of come to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just think, I'm going to think the last hire is Tara. And so we needed to find a social media person, mostly because Brittany was like, I'm just overwhelmed. Like, I can't do all these tasks anymore because she was one admin with three agents. So, yeah. again, like our ratio yeah. was a little bit just, just a yeah. touch off. Yeah. And, and um, Cindy is really needy, too. So, boy, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> She's pretty independent. Yeah. <laughs> but she could be different in the office. That's right. Um, anyhow, so. Um, so with Tara, so we put out an ad and we just said, hey, we're looking for this kind of person. We put it out on all kinds of, you know, job postings and different sites. I don't know where we put it out. I, like I like I know, Brittany did it. So she, wherever she put it out, she put it out. And we we also said, let's, let's put it on social media too, like on our Facebook. Maybe like someone we know might know someone or right. someone in my, you know. And we immediately get this like beautiful letter back from Tara, who'd been a <laughs> client of mine. And I mean, literally, Brittany and I were jumping up and down. We're like, we're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> it was. I want to like. I wish I could read it. Yeah, Brittany's over in the corner with goosebumps. So it it was just like one of these letters where you're like, oh my gosh! Like you just realize this person is as professional as we, if not more. Like when you meet someone that you're like, you're nervous that they're like already better than you, yeah. right? That's how Brittany was when I when I offered Brittany. A position, I, I was almost in tears. I felt like it was like a date. I was like, oh my God, she's going to say no. <laughs> I hope they like me. <laughs> right? Because I was like, she's so much better than me. Like she could work for, it was that feeling of yeah. like, I just knew. Like yeah. she's way better than me. And so I was so nervous hiring her. Same thing with Tara. And Tara sent us her letter. I was, we were just kind of like, oh my gosh, this person. So we have somebody else right now too. We are not even looking for someone. Mm-hmm. This very highly qualified client of mine who's her PhD. She mm. runs all of special ed programming for state of Virginia. And she's like, can I do some projects for you? <laughs> We're like, what? She sent us a huge spreadsheet of like all the things yeah. she could do for us. Well, not, yeah, a spreadsheet. Yeah. A huge spreadsheet with things we hadn't even thought about yeah. doing. We're like, what? So like, sometimes I feel like when you are authentic about who you are, like people kind of find you. They like, do. And people when- find you. So like, I, we haven't, we're not going to hire anyone else right now. We don't need any other agents, but if we were to hire an agent, our next hire, like I knew who our next hire will be, it'll be someone very experienced, someone kind of at my caliber of sales who could be a director of sales and who could run. Yeah. When, our- when you're talking about, and it's not just real estate, uh, it, it's, it's anywhere from the military to public safety, to, to schools, to business, there's such a shortage of good leaders who just want to do the right thing and, and lead the way leadership is designed to be done. Um, people naturally want to seek that out and be part of it because it's such short supply, right? And, and it's infectious and it's contagious and they want to be part of something wow. just because it, it's, you know, even though the work is, is hard um, and even though uh, it can be overwhelming, uh, they, they're, they're okay with that because it's the culture that's being built because, again, it's just not – everywhere you know it's such in oh, yeah. such short supply 
Um, and as they say, you know, people don't leave jobs because they're unhappy with their job. They leave jobs because they're unhappy with who's in charge. Right. Uh, so, so I think it speaks volumes that people just call you up and say, Hey, And we, and we likewise have had people that have left. You're right. So I didn't even mention that part, but that was my biggest fear. And, and, and building a team was that not only that, but you know, I'm telling people exactly kind of like my secrets, so to speak, like, this is how you do things. This is the script you use. This is exactly how I'm successful. These are my clients. I'm going to hand over to you and let you work with Mm -hmm. that could then become their clients. So there was a little bit of a fear. And I think when the first person, you know, at the end of the year, she was really unhappy and it wasn't kind of a good match. She was looking for a different kind of experience that I just couldn't offer her. Like this wasn't how our team was. Um, I was kind of like, oh, this is like, okay. She chose to go with a different team and is super happy there. It was Mm -hmm. like a bit better with what she was looking for. And at the same time, we had brought on a new agent then who ended up fitting our culture really well too. So it just kind of worked out. Um, yeah. So that yeah. fear kind of, I don't know why, well, that was it, a big fear for me. Well, like I said, and it goes back to like, no, you know, you say you're trusting your clients with them and, and there's, there's a fear there. Cause like I said before, I mean, it's, it's no one's going to do it like you, like they, they call you because of you. And now it's, I need to trust you with other people. They're part of my team, but they're not me. And I hope that they're doing it as well as I would. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, it's definitely a fear. And that's when, when Aaron approached me to merge with national property inspections, that was my biggest fear. Like I'm making a huge investment here. Um, you have, you know, additional inspectors, you have office staff. Um, what if I buy all this stuff? And they quit, you know. And now I got. We don't like Sid. We're right? out. And now, and now, um, I'm I'm sitting at the house with three vans and a car sitting in my in front of my house with nobody in it and all this equipment. Well, we know, know what Cindy would have thought about that. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it might be like I told you so or something like that in there. Uh, we might have um, a couple like personal jokes about how she talks to you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she doesn't <laughs> listen to this anyway, so it's okay. okay well, she might this time. I mean, I, can I tell a funny story sure. about that? Can I tell it? You think? Okay. So this is one thing I love about my team. Like we just have so much fun together and mm-hmm. you're so right. Like if you're not having fun together, yeah. like it's not, it isn't about, it is about the success of course. Mm-hmm. And people need to be successful to make a certain amount of money to support themselves. But we just have so much fun. I don't know how many times I've left like literally crying, laughing in our office. We just have so many inside jokes. We have so much fun together. Like I can't wait to get to work to see everyone. We have a really fun time together. But so just a funny story, Cindy, myself, and Holly, who is the other, so there's the two buyer's agents on my team. Uh, We all went to family reunion together, which Mm -hmm. is our Keller Williams (laughs) conference, right? So we're all rooming together. You totally get to know people. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I pack very efficiently. Holly brings like everything in the kitchen sink and still doesn't have an outfit to wear. I can see that. Um, just like so funny. Like she's in and out of the room 10 times. And, yeah. You know, she's so cute. She's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much Steven organized me. You know, <laughs> she can't find anything. Me so and Steven cute. are going to have to have a talk here soon. Oh, they're so cute, right? But we just loved it. So you just get to know people, you know, when you stay with them like that and, you know, she's on the phone with Steve and it's all, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and it's like 40 times of, I love you. before they get off the phone. Like one and phone Cindy call. and I are like, geez, Cindy looked at me and she said, I don't think I've told said, I love him that much the entire time we've been married. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she's on the phone with you that that evening. And I don't know what she was saying to you, but she's like, just suck it up, Sid. Suck it up. <laughs> so you're like, this is the old married couple. Right. Just suck it up. This is the newlyweds. I love you. I love you. I love you. So anyways, um, we have good laughs about that. But it's just like those sorts of things that just seem kind of funny. And like everyone has, I don't know, everyone just kind of has their own personality and yeah. just brings such a great flavor. We just have so much fun. Honestly, like yeah. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, talking about going back to the, the fear of, of explaining or um, sharing all your secrets with people, you know, as the saying goes, and I've said it on here when I was talking to Greg, when we were doing the podcast is, you know, you, you train people so they can leave, but you treat them so they want to stay. Right. And, and, and yeah. you build a culture and, and whatnot um, and you have fun and you get to know each other. And, and so they don't want to leave. Um, yeah. You have to build, you have to build like a big enough, you have to have a big enough vision that their vision can fit inside. Exactly. You know, like that th exactly. their dreams and aspirations, that they can reach those. And that they can develop their team. own identity as well while representing your, what you've built, right? To add, contribute to it, right? Um, so with that being said, when you're talking about uh, how long you've been very successful doing this, um, you got, you're a team leader now. You've got all these people working for you, right? That's depending on you. Uh, and now being in an office at Keller Williams, which about what, 200-ish agents. And while um, you're not like the team leader of the office, I'm sure being on the ALC and, and things like that, people still come to you for advice and, and leadership guidance. So how do you balance all that? Um, especially, you know, cause we haven't even gotten to any personal life stuff, right? So, <laughs> so you still have a personal life. Um, you have your team that you're committed to and then, but you, I'm sure you're viewed as a leader within the office as well. Yes. So yeah, so I am on the ALC for those people that aren't with Keller Williams, that's kind of, it's our agent leadership council. So we, with the leadership, the paid leadership in the office run the office so yes, that's a commitment for meetings and yeah. decisions to what's going to happen in the office. And for cert certainly like people kind of come to you with more questions. I'm not mm -hmm. the acting broker, but I still will get questions just like right. I'll call people right. too. Right. So they, or people will stop by and want to pick my brain on things mm -hmm. and, and you want to help. Um, the best part I think about our office is that, you know, if people come to me with questions, you know, I can go to Maria or Austin, who is our new acting broker it's not called acting broker. I forget what the term is. Anyhow. Supervising broker. Yeah, supervising. Thanks. I knew that. We're on it, Sid. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I can go to them and say, hey, I'm getting this question a lot, are you? And then we'll just plan a training around it. Right? right. So that's the great thing in the office is there's a lot of support. There's a lot of extra right. classes and training. So we just kind of, you know, if you start getting the same questions, but it is hard to balance it all. There's one of the things I find is that I start working on the business so much like there's we have so many processes and systems that we need to put in place yeah. i'm not a process and systems person <laughs> so it's like kicking and screaming to get me to do it um so but i've gotten on a kick this past six months we drastically changed our whole business model this past like six months yeah totally different model um we changed everything i mean we flipped our whole business upside down and so we've spent a lot of working on the business mm -hmm. but it's all one-time things you know once yeah. this process is in place it's done so that's affected me working in the business. That's probably my hardest balance is still calling my clients, taking, you know, taking the time to do that. So that part's a little bit hard doing both because I am straddling both. So I'm kind of yeah. the owner in the org chart. I am the owner of the business. Right. So Brittany reports to me, social media kind of reports to me and Brittany. Yeah. I'm still the director of sales. I'm also the listing 
manager. Yeah. So like I'm just wearing a lot of hats still yeah. in a small business, which I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Right. So you wear all those hats and you start to realize, why am I so tired? And then, oh yeah, let I me know, try right? to, let me try to have some personal life. Yeah. And I'm going to take Cindy's advice. Suck it up, Cam. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Cause I get, I get Justin calling me, you know, like nine times a day, you know, telling me his wife flew the drone into the house and whatnot while he was practicing with it. And then, um, you know, Courtney doing what Courtney does, you know, with all of her questions and what she's getting ready to say something. Uh Oh, uh, <laughs> Courtney just, I think buzzed him out. <laughs> Sid no longer has a voice on this podcast. Yeah, I'll be talking for the rest of the time now. I'll be the host. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a lot, you know, it, it's a lot to balance. And, and it's, it's amazing when you start working on the business, all of a sudden you wake up or you look up and it's, you know, it was snowing and now it's beach weather, right? Cause the time just flies by. It does. And, and it's, sometimes it's hard to see that progress. You're like, you know, what have we actually accomplished, you know, know. until you actually start digging into it. Yeah. And there's some, like we've, there's some projects that have just taken us so long. We're like, why did this take so long? And then all of a sudden it's like speed up and it's like all of them are done. You're like, wow. So, um, I think that's one thing that we've had to really stop and do, which is there's always, we have like a huge board. I'm looking at your board. Your board's kind of like ours where we've got you know, so many things yeah. on there. We're constantly adding yeah. things. And it, one of the things we're finding is going back and looking at what have we accomplished mm-hmm. and talking about what we've accomplished. Yeah. And so, and I think with the team, talking to the team about what we've accomplished over and over. And that's one thing that as we changed our model, talking about that model, talking about the new goals, talking about the new process, what we were completing, what we were doing. And Brittany's like, we've already talked about this. I'm like, that's okay. We're going to talk about it again. And yeah. we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. And again, and again. Yeah, we that, uh, that helps the team. It does, it does. And it, we moved to a project management board that we just or program that we just started using. Um, and, and some of this, I'm sure you do the same thing too, where you're waiting for updates on a program or 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 something that you've been working on once I'm done, and you're like, you know, I'm like Courtney, where is this? You know, why isn't this done yet? And then you look at like how many like oh yeah because she's got three hundred things I've asked her to do. You know? Okay, and you kind of forget. Okay, so Brittany and Courtney are never allowed to have lunch. No, no, they're not. Okay, because Brittany will look at me sometimes because I'm I'm the kind of person I come in the office in the morning. And I'm like I've been thinking. That's right. Right, That's I've right. been thinking. I've got some ideas. Yeah. And so I I'll don't s- wait till the morning. I'm texting like eight o'clock at night. So like, hey, I'll we start. Need to do this. Well, okay, she. So Brittany has young children. So I'm kind yeah. of like I know that's going to go nowhere. So so but first thing in the morning I'll start kind of like with all these ideas and Brittany will look at me with wide eyes and be like do you want me to work on this or the 10 other things you told me about like yesterday what's a priority and I'm like uh oh all right like okay I gotcha like I'm not big on like how long it takes to implement something like Maybe like three weeks ago, I said, let's do a podcast. And I was like, let's do one like Friday. (laughs) And it was like Monday. Can't you get free shipping like overnight? (laughs) We're good. Like they're laughing at me because that's so me. I'm kind of like, I don't understand why we can't just do this. Magically, where's all the podcast materials to show up and let's just record. (laughs) 
Uh, that's great. That's why. That's why you have an entourage. <laughs> uh, so, we've been talking for uh, quite a while now, and uh, I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got appointments this afternoon, so the last thing I'll ask you is, where do you see um, for the remainder of at least this year, and uh, with your crystal ball, because you know home inspectors have crystal balls, so you can let I, I'll let you use mine if you need to. But where do you see real estate heading and the challenges that you that the industry is going to be facing in the next year or two? So I think sellers and buyers, um, I think we may see a slowdown of people just moving out of preference, mm-hmm. right? People that need to move, people always need to move. Right. So I'll always be in business. Someone's right. going to be moving, right? right? There's reasons people have to move. People have been moving recently because I want a pool yeah. or I want extra space or I want to Get live to out. work from home. And yeah, I want to work from home and have more. Right but, you know, yeah. like people could make do. So I think right. maybe we won't see as many people moving just for pleasure reasons, right. you know, more like. I have to move. Right. Um, so I think maybe some of that, um, but I, I, I do see as, as the market returning to maybe a little bit, maybe how it was before, you know, mm. a little bit more inventory, which is not a bad thing, Right. but it'll be interesting to see as we have more inventory come onto the market. Cause we are seeing that now a little bit more is that as the interest rates go up, our buyer still going to be hanging in there yeah. buying houses. So like, right, that's supply and demand. It's always keeping an eye on it. Yeah. As the supply goes up, is the demand still going to be high? I don't know. Especially because prices have gone up so much, right? Interest so rates. Yeah, interest with rates interest rates prices, going up. So. You know, let's keep, let's keep it real. Like, yeah, 6% a lot, but my first house was 6%. Yeah. Right? Like that's not well, yeah, a horrible it, yeah. rate. Yeah. It's just comparative. Over over the, the the span of time, it's still pretty low. And not right? only that, but people have to live somewhere, so it's not like rents going down. Exactly, rents just exactly. going up. So, yeah. I mean, our goal is always when we meet people, whether they feel like they can afford a home right now or not, it's like find out when you can, how you can, what's that look like. Yeah. Maybe it's a year out, two years out, three years out. But a lot of people can buy homes and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. They're just scared to ask. They're scared to talk to a lender to figure it out. So that's like our big thing. Like we'll help people find rentals, but it's that caveat of like, but then we want you to figure out too how you could buy a home and not because we want the sale, but because it's like in their best interest to build wealth and not pay for somebody else's mortgage, pay for their own. Right. right? Like, so I do think it will, I do see things shifting. I think it might be in a good, a good way. Right. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the new build, like the new build too. like a yeah. lot of builders yeah. in the area are moving more towards spec homes. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. as they're holding inventory, mm-hmm. um, how that goes. If they start being nice to realtors again. Oh, uh, you know what? Okay. Miss <laughs> Nomer, like almost all the builders in town are really good to realtors. Yeah. I love the new, I love builders. Yeah. Um, most and, of them are. Yeah. Them I think are. most of yeah. them are. I think maybe there's like, you know, one or two that get a bad reputation, of but course. the truth of it is, is that they all, they want us to bring. Yeah. Well, it's just like anything else. One or two gets a bad reputation, but that's all you hear about. So everybody assumes that it's everybody. Yeah. But Absolutely. I would say, I would say on the whole, like we have a lot of people under contract with new builds and they've all been great to work with nice. and very respectful. And like, it's a great partnership. So I, I appreciate them on that end, but Good. Yeah, who knows? I don't have the crystal ball. I yeah. just know that like we care about our people and there'll be enough people that move that will still be in business. Mm-hmm. I do think for agents who are newer, who don't maybe have a base of business mm-hmm. that are doing well because the market has been a little bit right. high, they may struggle. And I do yeah. know that there are agents that are holding lots of buyers that can't get under contract. Right. And so that does get hard because they're not it getting does. paid. They're working and not getting paid. Exactly. So exactly. I wonder if we'll see a big difference in the number of realtors over the yeah, next two years. I think years. home inspectors will be the same boat. 
you know, for the same reasons. Yeah. yeah so. but, you know, the thing is, isn't a down market, like really good businesses that provide genuine care for their clients grow. Well, yes, because you've, you, you approach it as a business, right? right? And, and you invest in the business and you've built that foundation into good times, right? Yeah. So to get you through the bad times. Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> if uh, if uh, anybody wants to find you, whether it's to ask you questions, um, be on your team or just buy or sell a house, how do they find you? Yeah. So they can find us online, mm-hmm. uh, the right group, va.com. So they can find us there on our website. Uh, they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, any of those, the, just the right group VA. And they the can, right group is spelled? <laughs> the, T-H-E, right, W-R-I-G-H-T, right, right, the right way, W-R-I-G-H-T, group, VA.com. Um, they can call me directly if they want. Okay. It's 804-539-7524. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely. And this is so much fun. It was. And thanks for listening. So when I get my first podcast, you'll have to you'll have to come be a guest on mine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>